Welcome everybody to another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you are enjoying this show along with the many other programs we have on CKCC Radio. Like the number one show on our little plethora of podcasts, The Nerd Table, which is Chris O'Mealy and his friend Eric where they talk all sorts of nerd stuff. Um, it's actually really entertaining, um, and I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I've only listened to the first episode, but I think these two are, are a great fit, and the show is very fun. Not to be outdone, there is also the Club Cafe Wrestle Talk, the show that basically started the network, uh, where Chris and Dan talk wrestling um we just had nxt uh in your house in your house no um no payback payback i apologize we just had wwe payback uh with roman reigns and his new manager paul Heyman. so samoan cena is now a bad guy Spoiler alert. But there's not just wrestling, not just nerd stuff on there. There's music, which you can find with two podcasts. Ranking tracks with Jason Tr- with Jeff Trellowitz, not Jason Trellowitz. And J-Buddy's Music Hub with Jason Shin. That's what I was trying to say. But it all came out jumbled. Um, there's Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. Uh, Jay Winger and his cast and crew uh, do the Bored to Death binge cast. There's also the Stupid Sexy podcast with Chris and Dan again. And there is also Jeff Trellowitz with a second show, Real Paranormal Talk, about all the spooky shit out there. So check them out, give them a listen. Uh, like and subscribe to them, um, and you can find you can find them on all sorts of not just podcasting platforms like iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Podbean, but you can also find them on Facebook. I believe there is a Twitter for CKCC Radio. I don't know. I don't use Twitter. I just read the little tweets that uh, that pop up in the in the news, uh, but there's also a Twitch and YouTube page uh, for the video content, and it is awesome. So check it all out. There's certainly a lot a lot of fun stuff out there. Speaking of fun stuff, I purposely left last week's question up there, and now it is time for the answer for last week's pop quiz notes before we get too far into the show. Which legendary IndyCar driver has never run for Penske Racing? either A, Mario Andretti, B, Danny Sullivan, C, 
Al Unser, or D, Bobby Real? The answer is the owner of this year's Indianapolis 500 winner, Takuma Sato's car, and that is Bobby Rahal. Uh, and I think I, th I think it's a testament when you see the list of people who have driven for Roger Penske on the IndyCar side, or even on in the NASCAR side. I think he's only had one, maybe two less than a handful of duds who haven't won for him. Uh, first one that comes to mind is David Stremme, but he was... But that was kind of a lame duck deal. But everybody else with run for the captain has won. So... You know, you have a man with quite a knife for talent there. And this week's trivia question actually comes from the world of the NHRA. And that is... Which long time... Funny Car Team, and I don't know why I'm pausing there, which longtime Funny Car Team once campaigned Penthouse Magazine as their full-time sponsor with driver Frank Petragon, uh, brother of Funny Car Champions Cruz and Tony, which long-time Funny Car Team was sponsored by Penthouse Magazine for a full season and driven by Frank Pedragon. Tune in later and I will give you the answer. We'll see if we can guess. I know this one's a little harder because I don't know how many NHRA fans there are out there who listen to this show. But I will leave that. Alright. So. This past weekend we had Darlington. Uh, our throwback weekend. And certainly what a throwback it was. A throwback that saw. Three exciting races. And I will certainly say. All three did not disappoint. Then we also had the ARCA Series racing at I-44 Speedway. Now, I want to say I-44 is out in Missouri. Missouri or Indiana, I forget where. I'll be honest. Um, but... That race saw Sam Mayer pick up another win in the Arkham Menard series and moves him closer to points leader Michael Self. 
I didn't get a chance to see that. I am I apologize for that because that's on Mav TV, and unfortunately, with my um, my television package, I do not get Mav TV. So I try to watch them on YouTube, but I have not had the chance. I've been working like crazy, so it's not been feasible, really, to um, to sit down and watch an ARCA race. The only race I was able to watch this weekend, ironically for throwback weekend, was the truck race, as I don't have um, NBC Sports Night, or the NBC Sports channel either. Which, which sucked, because I was kind of hoping that, you know, that the, um, at least the cup race would have been on primetime on NBC, like it has in years past, but unfortunately, it has not, so. Anyway, so the trucks saw a hell of a good run. Uh, Brett Moffitt picked up the win, uh, which he was overdue for, but saw strong runs by three of the four GMS trucks. Had, had some throwback drivers in there with Trevor Bain and Greg Biffle. Uh, Biffle was driving one of those GMS trucks. Unfortunately, I don't remember uh, what happened with Biffle, uh, but he... Um, But he finished roughly mid-pack. So. Yeah. There was that. Anyway, then move on to the, the cup race, which saw a spirited battle uh, at the end of the race featuring Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin. Only for the two of them to get together and Brandon Jones to steal a win away in a Robert Huffman inspired throwback. Uh, Robert was brought Toyota their first ever championship in NASCAR in the goodies, the Ben Goodies Dash series. And it was his third win of the season, which is very surprising because Prior to that, I'd written this kid off as a as, as a kid who got a ride um, based off daddy's money. Um, he, this has been going back for years, um, going back to his truck days where uh, he basically unseated Ron Hornaday, uh, thus pretty much ending Horn Today's uh, truck career, but don't feel bad for Ron, because he, he had a lengthy Hall of Fame career, and anyway, this this young man bounced around ride to ride, and you know, really hadn't had squat to show for it up until this season, now he wins the, the, the thank a hero of Great Clips, Sport Clips uh, 200, or whatever it's called, 
the, the Xfinity race for at Darlington on the weekend. And it's no surprise seeing Denny Hamlin up front, but it was it was pretty cool to see this this kid win and without controversy on his part. Um, but it was it was it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Um, I, I watched the last 15 laps of that. I mean, I didn't see the whole race, but I saw the last 15 laps, which seemed to be the laps that mattered the most. Uh, then move on to Saturday. Or, yeah, uh, move on to the Southern 500. Uh, the Labor Day Tradition. Anyway, that race was a lot of fun just seeing the throwbacks. Um, and speaking of the throwbacks, I'm still trying to work out something to get Ed Ballow on so we can discuss the throwbacks this year. Uh, what he thought were his favorites, what he thought were his least favorites. Uh, major shout out to him and Allison, his fiance. Because they watched the race together, and and all, and her boy Denny Hamlin was was up there and running well in the race. Uh, a lot of the Toyotas were up there. You had a lot of drivers that were really mixing it up towards the front, but at the end of the day. The closer, Kevin Harvick, picks up the win, coming out of nowhere and running third when Martin Truex Jr. and Chase Elliott got into the wall. Uh, I'm sure Elliott did not have a lot of good things to say after uh, Truex tried to pass him and was not clear. Took them both up, gave him a little more than a Darlington stripe. Harvick picks up his now eighth win of the season. Something ridiculous like that. Not bad for a guy who was on a almost three-year winless streak. Is now winning an average of once every five races. Pretty damn good. Anyway, uh, Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon, who for a good part of the race was at the back of the pack. Um, finishes runner-up. And that would have been something if he won because Dylan's other wins have have been the, the, the majors of the sport, if you will. The former Daytona 500 winner and a former Coke 600 winner. I don't know why I had a hard time getting that out, but I did. Anyway, so Harvick expands his point lead. Uh, there was a lot, a lot of good cars uh, that that really battled through. The Hendrick cars were really good all day, not just Chase. Um, the Stuart Haas cars were showing speed, and the the Gibbs cars were were pretty stout. So, I have that. 
But moving on to the news, uh, the big news out of the week is that everything is on the table, quote-unquote, when it comes to Jermaine Racing, as it has been announced that Geico will not be returning next year, and that where it is, some of the employees at Jermaine Racing, the the number 13 Geico Chevy driven by Austin Dillon's brother Ty, will have been told that they're they're able to seek other opportunities. The team is still planning to finish out the season with Dillon and the Geico sponsorship, but everything from folding the team to selling the equipment off to selling the team outright is up there and the big part of this is where does Ty Dillon go? Does he stay with whoever buys the equipment or does he go to another ride? I know a lot of people believe that Richard Childress Racing Ty's grandfather will buy the team but Ty in the past has refuted rumors that he will drive for his grandfather and that he wants to seek out his own path and also the fact that um, is there room at RCR who downgraded to a two car team just a few years back try to strengthen up their organization, uh, are they willing to bring back in a third uh, car? So those are two questions. I know Ty has also turned down rumors that he is going to retire and take a management position with Richard Childress Racing, um, which have been around a couple of years most notably really started kicking up this time last year as they were looking for a possible ride with Tyler Reddick keeping and keeping Daniel Hemrick in the fold of the driver of the eight car last year. So that, that's been a big thing. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because there's been no real progress on what is going to happen with Richard Petty Motorsports. Although they did, um, Bubba Wallace did sign another personal services contract. This one with Kingsford, um, which possibly could be a sponsorship popping on the car, possibly this year. Um, Bubba Wallace is getting all those personal services contracts, but they're not really equating to a whole lot when it comes to um, sponsorship for the team. Now, if they could kind of bankroll that into a team sponsorship, I think Richard Petty Motorsports would be in a lot better place right now. Um, But anyway, we got all that. We got... I don't remember what's coming up next week, but I know that uh, according to Bob Podcast, they had released um, how many people they're going to allow at the track, and the track that actually will have the most people at, believe it or not, is the smallest track on the circuit, and that is when 
we get to our race, not this coming weekend, but next weekend, when we go to Bristol, they will be allowing 50,000, uh, 30,000 uh, fans in attendance in a track that holds over 100,000. So, well, I believe this weekend is Richmond. So that's going to be very interesting in itself. So we're getting closer to that first cutoff to make it, in, make it from the top 16 to the top 12. And already some of the drivers that I, I thought would have problems advancing, like Matt G. Benedetto and... Uh, Eric Jones right now are on the outside looking in. Uh, the only the only one who's guaranteed to move on to that round of 12 right now is Kevin Harvick with his win. So I think that is May. Uh, IndyCar is still looking to at a double header at um, at um, Mid Ohio. Wow some reason there, I thought Mid-Ohio had some kind of financial naming rights. Uh, I want to say Fifth Third Bank, which is based out of the Midwest there, but obviously not. So, they're still trying to work on their IndyCar doubleheader there. Just waiting to see how uh, the Ohio CBC There's still more racing coming up. Um, details are being worked out on two special shows. The first with Ed Ballow and the second involving Chris O'Mealy where we talk the wrestling racing combination. Uh, kind of a crossover episode, you know. We're all, we're all part of that CKCC universe. The CKCCU, as we can call it. Um, but details are, are, are still being worked on on that deal and we'll have more news as more news uh, develops with those shows um, this week's kind of a short show you know, as Darlington's pretty much was the, the main thing this weekend and I don't want to blow the load discussing all the paint schemes uh, without the special episode. So, until then, I'm Matt Hardman, and this, once again, is the Race Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. And, as always, I will see you at the track. <laughs>